Radiodrome. It's our 51st episode of Radiodrome. With me again is Brad Jones, and, unfor- and unfortunately Tracker Twinbridge is with me too. <laughs> How you doing? That was honestly my favorite Bounty Hunter show of the 90s. <laughs> Canceled way too soon. Way too early. I thought it was one of Brian Bosworth's best. <laughs> I am Tracker Twinbridge. You're really milking that on Facebook, I see that. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, no. It, you going to tell him the story? Well, <laughs> I, I sent him one of those emails. I know, because I saw it when he left the conversation. <laughs> I didn't read any of those, by the way, Jared. Oh, you should have. You should have, because that's why I stayed in the conversation, because it got really violent. <laughs> okay, okay, we'll get into that in a minute. We we ha- we con- are contractually obligated to get the Adam and Eve promo in the first five minutes. So let's do the Adam and Eve promo first. Okay. All right, Jared, are you for once going to get this right? Can you do the Adam and <laughs> Eve promo I, correctly? I'm, I always the one that has to do this. Because you haven't I done... I don't have it memorized. Uh-huh. If I, if I, admittedly, if I did it, I would do it much worse than you. <laughs> and see, br- Pick on Brad. Pick on Brad. <laughs> Brad has made it clear he doesn't want to. So yeah. I'm picking on you. Off of you. <laughs> I'm much better at that. Oh, and, and by the way, before we get into that, Gimp It Up has become sort of a small internet meme. I've seen that popping up in other conversations now. Yes. Nice. So I've seen Gimp It Up pop up a few times. Yeah. Way to Gimp It Up. <laughs> I haven't yet. Let's see if you do. Okay. <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen. All right, you already, you already Gimped It Up. <sighs> yeah, ladies don't listen to this show. <laughs> C- Cassandra listens. She's a lady. <laughs> True. All right. All right, Jared. She's right here listening to us talk, so. Well, it doesn't count if she's imprisoned in the same room with us. <laughs> and she's also listening to the re- to us during the recording, not the recording. <laughs> she She's our uh, engineer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, if you go to adamandeve.com right now and use the promo code DROME, you will get 50% off one of the items in your order. You will get three free DVDs. Which you can spank to. You will also get... And a- with. <laughs> <laughs> You will get a mystery gift, and you will also get free shipping. All if you use the promo code drone, uh, promo code drome, when you go to adamandeve.com. You, see, now you gimped it up. I forgot to have your mic on. <laughs> that's not funny. <laughs> that's not even funny. <laughs> and that's you gimping it. Did we do that once during one of the? Uh, I think was it your zookeeper video? It was one of them where it was you. It was either that or it was Mr. Popper's Penguins where it got towards the end and I just looked at you and said, oh, I should probably hit record. (laughs) 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 Immediately, like, I'm just kidding. But the the look of dread on your face. Oh, wow. No, you son of a bitch. You're going to make me relive this again? (laughs) <laughs> That's true, because I wouldn't make I wouldn't just make you do the review again. I'd make you go see the movie again. <laughs> make sure it was fresh. <laughs> yes, it's fresh. It only works when popcorn is fresh on your breath. Yeah, exactly. 
It's smell vision. That's how we should have done our spike. It's now. What is this tracker twin bridge thing on Facebook? All right, all right. Well, okay. <laughs> this all happened. This all started when a fan uh, suggested that I, I put I put tracker twin bridge uh, displayed on my which name, which is your porn name, which is my porn name, right? And I thought, hey, yeah, this sounds that sounds like fun. And then I got to thinking, wait a second. I've got an even bigger idea. <laughs> you know, Brad, if, if am I the only one that thinks that's never a good thing to hear him say? <laughs> I've got an even bigger idea. <laughs> so, so I just planned this uh, whole thing. Okay, have you ever seen like last year how women would uh, put up statuses where they say, "I like it on the shelf. I like it on my table. I like it." Or, or or they post up just random color as their um, as their uh, statuses. Have have you guys seen that before? Actually, no. no. No, I I actually have a life and I don't spend it on Facebook. I'm sorry. I mean, I, if I saw it, if I saw it, I just didn't think anything of it. Oh, okay. I, I'm sure I probably saw it, okay. but I, I just I wouldn't have thought anything of it. Well, apparently. Women do this, and they claim it's for breast cancer. See, don't awareness. say that. What? Don't say claim. It makes it sound like you're calling them liars. What? This is how you got in trouble on Facebook. <laughs> Dude, all I'm saying... Look, I'm, look. look, all I'm saying is that... <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that it could be about... It could be about breast cancer awareness. It could not. The, pro- the reason that makes me doubt it is because you're a dick. (laughs) (laughs) What makes me doubt it is the fact that they're not really doing it during, like, October. Yeah, but there's no way for you to prove that. And so it makes it sound like it it makes it like you're a dick for saying that. I don't have any way to prove it, which is why I say it. But which is why I also say in the email, I could be wrong. But even if, but I, I say in the email, I could be wrong. But either way, I figure why don't we have some fun like that? Let's let's put our porn name as our. Uh, so you word it like, hey, let's do something like this, but let's make it about, let's say, prostate cancer. Let's t- say testicular cancer. Say that. Don't say. You know, I think these bunch of harpies are a bunch of liars. <laughs> <laughs> I have no way of proving it, but I'm just saying. Come on, guys. Let's let our dicks hang down as low as possible. Why should all these lion broads have all the fun? You know? Screw it. Hey, it's about testicular cancer. Right. So I, I take it, Brad, See, there was a little bit of fallout from this? See, that's where your... <laughs> oh, fallout that's, isn't the word for That's it. where your, what your problem was. <laughs> you, don't, you don't start a cancer thing by insulting people... Who it wasn't are doing? Insulting it was so insulting. It was very insulting. I so, haven't. Why'd you apologize for it? <laughs> well, just to smooth things over, because <laughs> apparently, uh, apparently, I I offended some other. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> so uh, okay, a lot of people took umbrage to this, or what? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Brian blocked me. Brian Lewis. Yeah. Well, I, well, that was unrelated. That's because he wouldn't hold his hand at New Year's Eve. <laughs> well, I can I can see that. That's a big slight, Jared. You know, you really should have held his hand. And I said, I was like, 
you know, because I, st- I stayed in this kind con- this was a private thing on, on Facebook. It wasn't a wall post, which thank God, because you would have had more people cutting your dicks off than if I spit on your great convention. <laughs> but Brad, uh, if it had been a wall post, he'd be on fail blog right now. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a private message. So you had a bunch of people on there going on and saying, uh, who put me in this stupid conversation? <laughs> How do I get out of here? Who ke- who tagged me in this? Like it went on and on. And eventually Jared gets on there and is like it's like, all right, you go to action, you click uh, leave conversation. And then <laughs> and after that spam. you see like about a hundred people leave the conversation. <laughs> I stayed in it because so many people yelling at Jared was making me laugh. <laughs> um so I, I stayed in it. And also I got because there were some there were some people on there that were like, You're an effing moron, blah 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 that blah. Was, that was that was Dave. Dave Dave said that, yeah. And a, a couple other said some stuff too. Also stayed in there so I could be a little calmer and word it that like okay here's your problem it's not necessarily what you're doing it's how you worded this <laughs> Jared do you ever think anything all the way through when you have a let's take this bigger idea not really <laughs> you didn't think your cunning plan all the way through did ya I guess I didn't I don't know I just uh, you know I, I I figured this would be fun you know, we could claim uh, it's for testicular cancer. Stop saying claim. What? <laughs> we can claim it's about cancer, if that even exists. <laughs> no, Brad, no, he's no, totally not all getting I'm it. It's like, do these people really have cancer? Like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just throwing. I'm just saying. I don't have any evidence. I mean, what? You, you, you can't come after me for just throwing okay. that out there. No, but well, it's it's like a, and it's uh, it's like I said to you, and it's like I said in, in the yeah. apology paragraph. Yeah. You know, there's a chance that the the person who started the uh, the breast cancer awareness game just just says it's for breast cancer awareness you don't say for, that for, I, for leverage <laughs> but but like i said but like i also said i i'm not tact is not my fork <laughs> you well, think i know i know that you're one of my you're one of my best friends i know that which is why i can laugh <laughs> just why i can laugh and be like dude really <laughs> Well, long story short, we lost like 900 fans. <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> no, like, uh, and I, I, I honestly said something to you too. I would have been like, you know, it, it's honestly the fact that it's that it's cancer related that, that makes this so much more insensitive. Because if yeah, if it was about something like acne, I don't think you, I don't think I mean, as many people would have jumped on you as much as they did. But you had to cancer. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Ugh. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad you did it because it makes a great story. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now there's going to be all these people that after they hear this, they're going to go looking through Facebook, seeing if they can find a record of this. <laughs> well, if they're on your friend's page on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah if, if, if your friends of mine look in your inbox, you've probably got a really weird <laughs> message from me and... 127 other people. Is one of the things you put in there that said, uh, uh, "What do guys love the most? Porn." <laughs> well, uh, there, there's that. But you tagged your son. <laughs> he tagged his son in there, and then his son, who's how old is he? Eleven? Twelve? Okay, he's still <laughs> signs on the thing. Goes, goes porn. My favorite thing isn't 
Or it's Call of Duty. Call of Duty. <laughs> Which, I've been 12 years old before. If, if your favorite thing is a video game, your favorite thing is also poor. <laughs> well, I, I, I need to know, do you guys find this weird... My wife and I wanted some nachos the other night, so we sent my son to the corner store to get some nachos. So that's three nachos, one for him, one for my wife, one for me. 9.30 at night, and the clerk actually asks him, are you high or something? <laughs> it, I mean, really? Just buying three things of nachos qualifies no as munchies? No one goes to the corner store to buy nachos unless they're high. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> All you I'm go saying. to you go to you go to Taco Bell. <laughs> you know, all I'm saying. Some people who eat nachos claim they smoke weed. <laughs> okay, but Brad, I wanted to ask you, how did Lloyd get an IMDb credit? <laughs> he just showed me that. Yeah, someone sent me that on uh, uh, Facebook, I think. Okay, uh, how? Just... I need to know. I've tried to get the it came from beyond midnights. On, on my IMDb page, and they won't accept those, but your f***ing cat gets an IMDb page? Well, but Lloyd is part of a show that has an IMDb page, so I guess in that regard it makes sense, because animals are on IMDb. Your part of it came from Beyond Midnight, so why can't I get on kind of grandfathered well, in through your I show? Think easier. I think it's easier it's some, somebody who is a part of a show that's already on IMDb as opposed to someone whose name is on IMDb but was in something else. Like, I was in my family's Christmas video, but that's not going to pop on IMDb. <laughs> that, would, that would be kind of funny, I it guess. Would be pretty but... funny. <laughs> I think it's I think it's easy. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's a lot easier when you already have an existing title on IMDb. And a name is is added to it, added to the the credits. Well, I, I got an email from Hustler today that flattered me a little bit. My my Hustler article is coming out in the June issue, and they want a little two sentence paragraph about me to put at the bottom of the article. I was pretty flattered by that. That's cool. Now I got to get one written that it's not too self congratulatory or too self deprecating. Nice. I got to figure out how I'm going to do that. I got to review something. Oh, okay. oh what'd you get? Our friends at Synapse sent me the Blu-ray for Frankenhooker. Oh, cool, cool, cool. I recommend this greatly to any, basically anyone that listens to this show, this movie's up your alley if yeah. you haven't seen it. And the Blu-ray looks phenomenal. Right and on, it's man. got a lot of great extras. And keep in mind, I'm not just blowing Synapse here, because remember, I gave a pretty bad review to Cyclone, which they yeah, sent me yeah. too, so... Yeah. When I'm giving this a good review, I'm saying go pick up their Frankenhooker Blu-ray. Yeah, do that, and then maybe Synapse will send me some more stuff too. Yeah, I've still got to I've still got to get a chance to take a look at the uh, Intruder uh, Blu-ray that I got. The Scott Spiegel Bruce Campbell movie. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah, Cassandra told me she had to walk you through on how to rip Blu-rays. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I send her I send her a thank you for that because. Yeah, that 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 is one thing I'd like to do more 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 on the site when I chance. It would probably be only like once a month or so, but um, is stuff like that. It's now Christmas time. You you recently did a, a big box on Christmas Evil, and there's still yeah. the the vanishing. It came from me on Midnight Christmas Evil episode that Brad. I swear you had up for like a week, and then it just vanished. That's what I freaking thought too. I swear I saw it on your site, and then it just <laughs> went away. I did. Uh, 
some episodes of the, I, I was in a, some episodes of it came from beyond midnight and um the episodes I was in I posted on the uh I, and I swear the the last one I was in Christmas Evil I swear I put it on the on the website but I can't find it anywhere in the archives like it, you know what you know what's actually possible this would actually make the most sense is if I forgot to assign it a category so um, it's just 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 kind of floating around the web page yeah, with no that, assignment. If I accident if I forget if I accidentally forgot to assign it a category, it's it's would it be the, under miscellaneous then? No, no, because even miscellaneous you have to assign that as a category. Oh. That actually makes that would actually make the most sense because there was there was a period there and it was probably around that time that quick <clears throat> blogcasts changed the style the style of how you assign your category like I think it used to ask you the category first and then you put in all the information and the way it is now it's just like all on the same page so I was so used to assigning the category first and then filling in the rest of the information that for that transition period there I would put in the information and just forget to assign it as a category because it was no longer a feature I had to do first so it's that's pot. That's probably what happened. Well, you said you said you're going to post it again before Christmas. I'll po- I'll post it again. I'll, I'll I'll most likely be posting it on like Christmas Eve. Cool. Because when I saw your review, and keep in mind, I haven't watched Christmas Evil since I watched it for the Midnight episode. That's a pretty yeah. damn good Christmas movie, actually. I love it. I I think it's I think it's a really fine thriller. Uh, last I watched it before watching it for the big box was I, I actually just I watched I watched it last year. I, I watched it last year around the around the season because my my wife hadn't seen it. Um, before then, the first time I saw it was when I was in junior high, and I rented it from the video store, and it was under the title of Terror in Toyland. And then years went by, and a friend of mine was telling me that uh, he saw this awesome movie called Christmas Evil. And again, I I only knew it as Terror in Toyland because that was how I saw it. So I was t- I'm telling him I was telling him like I don't think I've ever seen that one. I look up information on it. I'm like oh 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 okay it's it's that movie. Well, see the the thing that gets most people, and if you haven't seen the movie, this will be a spoiler. So I'm giving you warning right now. Yeah. Is the last ten seconds? The last oh, ten. Which se- I I love. I love. It. Oh, I I love it too. But it's very controversial. Uh huh. Some people say the last ten seconds. He never went up into the sky and became Santa, and then he crashes and dies. Yeah. And I'm saying, no, 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 watch his brother, the guy from uh, Jeffrey DeMunn from Walking Dead. The brother is looking up, so the brother is clearly watching the van become a sleigh and him become Santa Claus. That's how I always like to look at it, was just his sleigh slash rape van just to send it up into the sky because you know he has become Santa because he truly believed when you break it down that's and that's why I love that movie because it takes the lore of Santa Claus and applies it to an actual person and when it does that you have yourself a pretty creepy movie (laughs) a person who watches your children all year long documents what they're doing and judges them on whether or not good or bad and breaks into their house and blah 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 you're applying that lore of of Santa Claus to just some guy and it's it 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 makes you look at movies like Miracle on 34th Street a different way <laughs> well and, and, and one of one of the big pluses to the movie though 
is that Brandon Maggart does an amazing job in that oh, movie. Yeah, yeah. You really feel him breaking with reality as the movie goes on. That's why I re- another reason. I mean, because he he exactly because it's it it's also helped by the fact that the acting of the movie is really solid. Um, and the movie's not skeevy like Silent Night, Deadly Night, or Don't Open Till Christmas. Yeah, no, there's it's it really <laughs> is taking a real psychological look at this guy. It is. I don't know if I said it in the video, but uh, I've always kind of said it is like the taxi driver of Christmas movies, because yeah, movie, as much as I as much as I like uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, and Don't Open Till Christmas, yeah, they they are exploitation movies. They're you know one's a slasher movie, one's a, a gore skin flick. Christmas Evil isn't really like that. I mean, yeah, it, it's got parts in it that are kind of bloody, but. It goes along well. Not that, not that, not that it doesn't go along with Silent Night, Deadly Night, and, and, and it's done in a different way. I mean, yeah, that in in either of those movies, the, the violence goes along with them in context just fine. Christmas Evil does do it in a different way. It, it is like the difference between his between Santa Claus's rampage and Silent Night, Deadly Night, decapitating people, sticking the naked chick on the. Uh, on the on the uh, the antlers and stuff like that. Linnea Quigley. Linnea Quigley, yeah, sticking to Linnea Quigley on there, and uh, and the end of Taxi Driver when he, um, it it is a different it is a difference like 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 that. You're really seeing this guy's breaking point. Well, and then I, I do make this joke in the in the midnight episode, but when you look at it from a modern perspective, that whole movie is just an, a Fark article just waiting to happen. I don't know what that means. Fark is a website that collects weird news stories all around the web. Oh, okay. And it's like, you know, if this had really happened, you'd see this on Fark at some point. Oh, okay, I see. <laughs> right on, yeah. Farkin' it. <laughs> but... I also, give, I also give credit to Silent Night, Deadly Night, because while, yeah, yeah, of course, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's a slasher movie. It's meant to have the, all the violence and nudity in it and stuff like that, but I also hand it to that movie, too, because... I mean, yeah, Christmas Evil does the psychological end better, but Silent Night, Deadly Night, I think, does it well, too, because you have a movie that really spends the first half of it building up its villain, that spends the first half of the movie really showing you how this guy went crazy instead of instead of just focusing on, you know, hey, there's a group of campers in the mountains and there's a guy running around that's like Santa Claus with an axe and, and whatnot. The whole movie is... is uh, is is told from is told from his point of view, and for the first half of it, you see what all what all led up to that. I think that movie does it does it really well too. Again, I think Christmas Evil does it better does it better, but even Silent Night, Deadly Night, I think is a really solid flick. Well, and then I'm not trying to play Roger Ebert and you know read way too deep into things, uh-huh. but do you notice that one of the opening shots of Christmas Evil is very close to one of the opening shots of Citizen Kane? That the the thing with the snow globe and then him breaking it oh. and whatnot. I don't know if that was intentional or if I'm reading way too much into that being an Orson Welles fan. Uh, who knows? Um, it's possible. Because the the guy that made Christmas Evil is one of those one and done directors. He made that movie and then vanished. Yeah, yeah. He never made yeah. anything else again. I I hear he did a commentary track on the DVD with John Waters of all people. Oh, did he really? Oh, that's cool. John Waters calls Christmas Evil the best holiday film of all time. <laughs> right on. But uh, then you know the other one we did for Midnight for Christmas was Silent Night, Bloody Night, which to me is a really bad Christmas horror movie. 
I saw that movie once. I saw it. Uh, I saw it when I was in high school, I think, or maybe just out of high school, because our video our video store had it. And I watched it, and I remembered uh, liking it. I remembered liking it because I was I was always invested in what was going on in the movie. But uh, the, the movie's not very well made. It's boring at parts. It moves like molasses. Bloody night, thinking it's going to be well made. Well, um, do you know who made it? Who did make it? Our buddy Lloyd Kaufman. Lloyd Kaufman directed that. Not directed. He produced it. Okay, I'm talking about. I I didn't know that, but I'm yeah, I'm talking about. I'm talking about the direction of the movie. Well, the the yeah. director was Mary Warnov's husband at the time. Oh, okay. No, uh, Silent Night, Bloody Night. Uh, you know, he, actually, I that was one of the things I remember liking about it was I kind of liked how very, how very dark looking the movie was, and it it was lit very. It was very a very underlit movie, and I actually kind of liked that. And I was sort of going along with the mystery of of the thing. I was. I don't know if it's one of those I would watch it again and probably wouldn't like it as much, but at the time, when I watched it at the time, it kept me entertained. I was invested in the story, and I really liked I liked the performance of the, the main dude in it who kind of shows up periodically, and like she wonder she's wondering whether or not he's the killer or something like that. Do you, you, do you yeah. know who I mean? Yeah, I can't remember the actor's name or even the character's name, but I know which character you're referring to. Yeah, I, I liked him. I, I liked him a lot. I liked him. Okay, Mary Warnoff, I've she's always been attractive, but there's something about her 1974, she's got this weird 1974 hot thing going that I can't really explain, but if you grew up in the 70s or you, you watch the 70s stuff again, there's this weird yeah. 70s hot kind of thing going. Yeah. And Mary Warnov is rocking that in this movie. Now, obviously, Silent Night, Deadly Night, that franchise kind of fell apart after part one. So we all know two is a joke, three tries, and four and five aren't even really part of the same damn franchise. Yeah, I, uh, two is enjoyable. But it, not uh, in the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, 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 like... I mean, I'll, I'll give I'll give this to two. It's I I can easily watch it just fine. I've seen it more than once. I've seen it a times, and it's it's funny. It's 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 entertaining. So I mean, at least at least with part two, you still have a movie that, in some way, shape, or form, is is watchable. And three, I didn't like three at all. I liked the fact that it at least tried to be a sequel to two. Yeah, it was more. I'll, I'll give. I'll say this about three. It's more ambitious than two. It tries harder than two. It's not nearly as watchable. It's really flat and just uninteresting. True. Well, and then you have this. One of my favorite Christmas movies is a film most people don't think of as a Christmas movie. Night of the Comet takes place between uh, the week after Christmas before New Year's. Uh-huh. And there's Christmas decorations all over the place. So I don't care what anybody says. That qualifies to me as a Christmas movie. I what I kind of I kind of like that that you have a movie that has Christmas decorations up because not because it's Christmas per se, but because it's that week after Christmas when people are still have their deck. You know what? I actually I honestly like that. That's that's actually really clever. <laughs> have you ever seen Night of the Comet? Like fifteen years ago, um, it's it's actually a pretty good flick. The only problem is the middle. It's clear that when Tom Engelbert made it, he had a great beginning and he had a great ending. 
but he wasn't sure how he was going to put those two things together. <laughs> well, that happens. So the middle drags relentlessly. The middle half hour is just terrible, but the first half hour and the last half hour are all pretty good. There, there needs to be a movie like that with, with like, Halloween where it takes place, yeah, like November 3rd or something. It's People still have their Halloween decorations up, and that stupid movie, The Day After Halloween, doesn't count. I can't remember when Return of the Living Dead 4 takes place, but there's Halloween decorations around, so it's supposed to be around Halloween time. Yeah. At some point. Although it's clearly in Romania. <laughs> it's supposed to be small-town America, and I'm sorry, we, don't have, we do not have European architecture in small-town America. <laughs> we do in Gotham City. Gotham City's not a small town, though, is it? Oh, that's true. Gotham City is a, a city, not a town. There's a big difference there. Well, I'm sure that, like, uh, there's a... I don't even know why I was about to say this. No one knows this unless they live in Springfield. I was, about to, I was about to say, oh, I'm sure there's a Chatham equivalent to an area around Gotham City. <laughs> uh, Chad, I'm very tired. Chatham <laughs> is a small town that's right next to Springfield. Would you consider Santa Claus Conquers the Martians to really be like a exploitation Christmas film? Because that title, by the way, if anyone's ever not seen the movie, that title doesn't have anything to do with the movie. I mean, yes, there's Santa, Santa Claus, Claus and Martians. It. It's got Martians in it. There's no conquering. There's no conquering, but it got it got some of the words. To me, when I saw that title, I went, "Oh my God, here's Santa with you know a Tommy gun taking out Martians." That's what I wanted. That would be yeah. That would be a that would totally be an exploitation film. Santa Claus conquers the Martians. Like it's certainly uh, well, it goes without saying. It's certainly camp. It's certainly it's certainly a drive-in movie. Yeah, I, I I don't know if I if if the word exploitation comes into my head when I think of Santa Claus conquers the Martians. But that title is definitely an exploitation title. Oh yeah, yeah, the title definitely. They just didn't have the movie to back it up. <laughs> now, what was the one a couple of years ago? Was it Satan Claus, Santa Claus, C L A W S? The one where they no. I'm not trying to be, this is going to come across as a little bit racist, but to me it's really weird when you hire a Jew to play Santa Claus. That's racist, sir! You know, because they hire Goldberg to oh, play Santa. Santa's sleigh. Santa's sleigh, that's it. I couldn't remember the title. <laughs> and then somehow, they got James Caan in that movie. Didn't it have, yeah, what the, didn't it have like Sandra Bullock or something too in a little cameo? It was it was like him, Fran Drescher. Who else was in that opening scene? Everyone uh, in the opening scene was somebody famous that should have nothing to do with a movie of this caliber. I mean, granted, I liked I liked Santa's Sleigh better than Elf. So if we're talking about James Con Christmas movies, I'd rather watch Santa's Sleigh. What do you think of a Christmas it's fun story? If you like Will Ferrell, but I don't like Will Ferrell. I mean, I don't either, but I still thought it was fun. How do you? How do you not like Will Ferrell but like that movie? That movie is Will Ferrell. It's almost like looking into his id. Um, it it it's let's see. It it is Will Ferrell, but it's it's not. How can you put it? That's kind of like hating Jim Carrey but loving Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's um. Let's see. I would I would get it I would get it if somebody said I like it just because I like the James Caan scenes then I would understand. Oh, Brad, there's... Brad, there's one we have to talk about. What do you guys think about the whole Christmas story 24 hours thing? Because to me, I used to like that movie. 
Now I dread it. Well, you don't have to watch all 24 hours. Tracy and I actually have the Christmas story on DVD, and uh, there was, uh, I think last week, she asked me, hey, do you want to watch Christmas story? And I'm like, no, not really, because TBS is going to play the hell out of it come Christmas Eve. <laughs> it kind of takes a, takes it away a little bit from Lee just going and watching it on your own, mm -hmm. because, I mean, I still look forward to the movie. I still love the movie. It, yeah. It, 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 it's one of my favorite Christmas movies. I don't just sit down and watch it and put in the DVD or the VHS uh, because I know that on Christmas Day over at my family's we're going to be watching it there because right. it'll be on the TV. It'll and that's TBS. that's when I see it. That's when I see it every year is because of is because of that. I don't I don't dread the movie. I don't dread the movie at all anymore or anything like that because again I don't I don't watch all twenty four hours. But, but I I do dread the whole like 24 hours of it because you know you're you're scanning through your TV your TV guide and everything and you see oh look it's the christmas story again again you know and it's that, just like that doesn't bother me cuz like i think what jared's saying is he's weak minded and he falls for it when there's nothing else on last year they did there were three different channels one of them yeah tbs did christmas story they always do christmas story Maybe AMC. Uh, another station did uh christmas vacation and another station did scrooged all three of them uh 24 hours and you, you know what it was driving what was driving me nuts about the scrooged one though i love scrooged with bill murray was I, it the, I love oh it. no it's a great movie did they show the edited version yeah, they showed the version that just cuts stuff out for time. Even worse, I believe that's the version where they cut out the entire Christmas Eve commercial with, with the, the shotgunning on the highway and stuff? They cut out parts of that. Yeah, oh. I think they cut out parts of that, not the entire thing. Because, yeah, that movie, I remember seeing that in the theater, and I didn't think it was going to be any good. And it, it's hilarious. I love it. Yeah, I saw it in the, I saw it in the theater, too. Uh, but but yeah, that was driving me nuts. I was like, oh, cool, they're doing like the twenty four hours of Scrooge thing. That's pretty cool. But yeah, I kept. And I was like, oh, they're playing like a really heavily chopped down version. And I'm not talking about just specifically stuff chopped down for content or whatever. Like someone drops the f bomb or whatever. No, no, no. They were they were just cutting out stuff left and right just to fit in more commercials. See, th that's unforgivable. Which is why, like, when you see. To the listeners who are younger than us, when Brad and I were kids, on Christmas Eve, every single channel ran It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, yeah. Back when that was a public domain film, and then somebody found the loophole that pulled that back out. Now NBC runs it in a three-hour time slot every Christmas Eve, because they stick in so many commercials. How long is the regular movie? That's not, is that even over two hours? I don't think so, but they stuff yeah, in so many commercials. Was it a public domain movie? For a while. Wow. It, it, it was public domain. It fell in with a bunch of other stuff, and then some enterprising lawyer over at Universal said, the movie is public domain. The original music recorded for the movie is not. <laughs> oh, give me a break. So it was pulled back out of the public domain for its soundtrack. So technically, if you, like, if Brad, if you would want to show that entire movie on your site, you could for free as long as you turned the audio off. Well, Because we the visuals are all public domain. Yeah, we, yeah, we just, uh, we just dub, dub it over with our own soundtrack. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, I, 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 you know what? You, you legally could. 
but I still think Universal would still come after you just because. Yeah. I, I think they would. Because I remember there was one Christmas Eve, probably 93, 94, where, you know, and I had cable, and people have to remember, cable's not the same as now as it was then. Back oh, then, yeah, cable, yeah, yeah. you had 60 channels total, and that yeah. included the home shopping channels and all those sports channels you never watched. So there was maybe 30 good channels. Probably 25 of them had It's a Wonderful Life on Christmas Eve. Hey, maybe you could help me out. This is kind of off topic. Uh, okay. But if I don't ask, I'll forget. I've been wanting to rebuy one of these just for, like, a collector's item. We used to have, when I was a kid, this was before, uh, or we, did, we didn't at the time have, this seems <laughs> primitive saying this, but a wireless remote control for the TV. I remember, remember those. those? What I said, I remember those. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Like it was like a little like kind of box, you know, and it was pl- it plugged in through the TV, and it had this the numbers on there for the TV stations. They were all they were each like buttons, you know, protruding like out of the thing. And you know, you want you want channel fourteen, okay, you hit fourteen on this thing. Yeah, and it, it would make an audible click click when you pushed it too. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The clickers. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, those were great because they were like these. The buttons were huge. Yeah, they're these big like little and you boxes push down like on that. Uh huh. Yeah. What I've been I've been I've been trying to I've been trying to find one of those just for like a collector's item and such because I loved I loved those things. We had one of those when I was younger. See, I don't know about those. I I've never thought about trying to buy one of those because. Well, what were they called? I would think my family always called it the clicker. Okay. I don't know officially what they'd be. My family just always hand me the clicker. Yeah. I called it the clicker. I just did like five minutes ago. Yeah. While he was, while he was describing it, I go, "Oh, the clicker." Uh huh. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I was for trying pe- to think of what the technical name for the for the thing was, but yeah, you know, honestly, yeah. Clicker. Think of it. If I go on eBay, just type in clicker, that'll probably come up. Yeah. Well, and and then for the people who've never seen one of these, watch All in the Family. Archie Bunker has one of those. He has Griffin, one of those old big style clickers. Griffin does one in in Martin Scorsese's After Hours. He's uh, chilling on his couch before he leaves for the night, and he's fiddling with one. See, I remember our first VCR had a wired remote, and you'd go, "Okay, that's not so bad." Except the wire was only like two feet long, so you still have to get up and get right in front of the TV anyway. So why not just use the damn buttons on the VCR then? Yeah, we I. It wasn't until way later that we got a VCR that had a remote. Because uh, for the longest time, we had our first VCR, which was the, the big top loader, and we we had that we had that probably up until at least like the early '90s, and we didn't have a we didn't have a remote for it. And also the uh, for a while the if we wanted to fast forward or rewind it, we had to stop it and push fast forward and rewind it. It had a thing on there. For you to forward or rewind while it was playing, but we didn't tr- very much. Like, it wasn't very good. It wasn't. It didn't. It didn't Cutting work. Tapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it, it didn't work well at all. But like, uh, yeah, we had that. We had that sucker for the longest time. Well, because the early VCRs, the that's one thing when Laserdisc first hit in like '82 or so. One yeah. of the things was on screen fast forward and rewind. Something VCRs couldn't do up to that point. Uh-huh. The early VCRs, you couldn't watch while, you know, just, well, I'm going to fast forward until the lady gets shot, and then you could see it. You'd have to stop, fast forward, and kind of guess where it was supposed to be. Yeah. 
that's what the early VCRs were like, where Laserdisc, fast forward and rewind, it's funny to think of that as a selling point. And you can rewind and fast forward and see it, too! <laughs> I think, uh, in terms of, like, yeah, to go back to the Christmas movies real quick, I think Jillian's favorite is still uh, Batman Returns. That's That's barely a Christmas movie. That's a Christmas movie in the same way... If if Die Hard and Lethal Weapon are Christmas movies, then Batman Returns is a Christmas movie. All right, I'll I'll give you Die Hard because it actually you know the Christmas tree and things play into some of the things he does and the whole 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 I have a machine gun and all that. Oh, well, Batman Returns has plays into Christmas all throughout that movie. Well, L- Lethal Weapon though, I'm, that really just has the trappings of Christmas sort of as the background. The I, opening I, credits play Jingle Bell Rock. Still, it. I don't know. I think you're straining to put Lethal Weapon as a Christmas flick. Um, nah, I, I if die, if if I considered, and I think I think that there's more Christmas imagery in Die Hard, but at the same time, if if Die Hard can be like you know a Christmas movie that people put on, then so can then so can a weapon. All right. Again, I, I I do yeah I do agree with the fact that Die Hard uses Christmas imagery more than more than Lethal Weapon. In fact, I think Batman Returns uses Christmas imagery more than Die Hard does. Um, Honestly, it's been so long since I've seen Batman Returns. I saw it in the theater, hated it. I don't think I've ever watched it since. Oh, okay, okay. I like I like Batman Returns. I've seen it quite a few times. Jillian plays it all the time. Um, but. Oh yeah, that movie's snowy as hell, and there's Christmas trees all over that thing. And okay, uh, no, uh, um, a lot of a lot of the big set pieces in the movie revolve around Christmas celebrations, parties, tree lighting, stuff like that. All right, uh, you you did just remind me. I you stumped me in my own argument. Lethal Weapon does have the big shootout at the Christmas tree lot. Right, right, right. I, for, yeah, I had yeah. forgotten about that till you mentioned Christmas trees. It's like that's right. Lethal Weapon does have the shootout at the Christmas tree lot. Yeah, yeah. I think if someone's going to watch Die Hard as a Christmas movie, then there's nothing wrong with watching Lethal Weapon. Okay, how about Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2? The second half, Christmas lights are strung up all around that underground tunnel. Does that qualify well, as Christmas imagery? A Christmas movie just because it's got a pine tree in the background. I know. I'm just. I'm trying to. <laughs> I, I'm trying to stretch. It's like, does that make Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 a Christmas flick? No, because that didn't. That didn't have anything to do with Christmas. They were just using lights, and that's like calling something a Christmas movie because it's got snow. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me, I've seen some that do. Cliffhanger, best Christmas movie ever. That's got that's got snow in it. It's a Christmas movie. (laughs) I actually had to stop and think for a sec because it's been a while. It's been a little while since I seen Chainsaw Two, so I had to stop and be like. Did that take place during Christmas? Crap, I don't remember that. (laughs) No, it it took place uh, during. college football season okay because remember the kids at the beginning (laughs) the kids at the beginning on the bridge are going to a a texas football game oh right right they they meant they mentioned that to dennis hopper uh during the the accident recreation scene die hard 2 that's also during christmas right because it takes place exactly is exactly one year later yeah i think so yeah and now the the only die hard i haven't seen maybe i'm going to be killed for this i have not seen the third one I actually think you would really like that. I love the third you one. You would absolutely love that. I oh, hated the fourth God. one. I uh, hated the fourth Samuel one. Jackson's performance in it is just fantastic. Jer- Jeremy Irons? Jeremy oh, Irons is man. a great villain. Isn't he like, like a neo-Nazi like or something? 
What? Isn't he like a neo-Nazi or something? No, no, no. He he's not. He plays. Uh, it's kind of hard to tell you how it, his character factors into everything without spoiling it. Okay. But Is it no, better than the fourth film? Uh-huh. Yeah, I like it better. I like it better than four, and I like it than two. Um, of of the sequels, three is three is my is by far my favorite of the sequels. So just I don't know why, but for whatever reason, I never got around to seeing that one. I think you'd like it. Oh yeah, you you need to see it. You need to see it. Yeah, if anything, just to say you've seen all of them. I don't know if your guys are in the same boat as me. Have you seen the new GI Joe trailer? No, I I knew it was up, but I. I didn't like the first G.I. Joe movie. I haven't even so. seen the uh, the G.I. Joe movie, so... Oh, okay, the, the, the first one's terrible. They they took it away from Steven Summers, so it actually resembles a real movie now. But, but, but does it still have Channing Tatum in it? Unfortunately, but here's yeah. the here's the counterbalance, Brad. Is he dubbed by someone who can act? No. Bruce Willis is the original G.I. Joe. Oh, that's cool. The, the, you know, the one with the kung fu grip, and he's got the old 60s-style uniform. Yeah. That's cool. Bruce Willis what? as the original G.I. Joe. That's cool. And <laughs> uh, The Rock plays Roadblock. All of these charismatic actors and Channing Tatum. I don't oh. know how those go together. What did I? I watched a few trailers. Um, saw the trailer for... Uh, um, Showgirls 2? I wish. No. Is there a Showgirls 2? Yeah. Moment? Yeah. No, it, it's it's a real movie. You're kidding me. Is it a real movie in the same way Titanic 2 is a real sequel? <laughs> this is, I swear to God, Showgirls 2, Pennies from Heaven. And it, this is how bad it is. It's even got the, the remember the black guy that, that was her dance instructor in the yeah. first film? He plays the, the same actors in this one as the same character. That's really funny because he was also one of the only actors to return for Speed 2 Cruise Control. Mm-hmm. But, but he, here, here's the thing. This movie is so low budget and I'm not exaggerating when I say this. It's shot on an over-the-counter Walmart camera. No boom mic. They're using the onboard microphone, and they don't even white balance the scenes that are set outside. Is this thing already been shot? Yeah, it comes out on DVD the Tuesday after we're recording this, so when this airs, it'll already have been out for a week. It's How d- is this news to me now? Why is it? Wow. This seems like it would. This seems like this seems like it should be a much bigger story. Why am I just now hearing about this? Unless this is a really, really elaborate fan-made trailer. So yeah, if if this is a practical joke, it's a good one. Yeah, it's a really elaborate joke. Good God. But yeah, Showgirls Two Pennies from Heaven. I I'm really surprised you hadn't seen that trailer yet. No, I I haven't heard of it. I I didn't hear of it. I reviewed it. I reviewed it on the new trailer park at geekjuicemedia.com. It's it was still better than Elvin and the Chipmunks Chipwrecked. Uh, yeah, Jake's uh, Jake's about to find that out the hard way uh, in a little bit. <laughs> once we once we get off here, me and Sarah are at Sherlock Holmes too, and Jake and Irving are going to uh, Chipwrecked. Brad, you realize you keep doing this to people like Jake. He is going to punch you one of these nights in one of those reviews. You know that, he right? He can get mad at me all he wants. The whole thing with him going to see kids' movies was his idea. Oh, so he's trying to blame you because he wants to see them. No, he doesn't want to see them. He just uh, was kind of looking for a gimmick and the uh, or kind of a gimmick throughout the summer, and the, uh, the Mr. Popper's Penguins video went over really 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 well and then the cars too and went over really well so that that kind of became what he what he would 
be set to because it just it, it went over well and he he does genuinely love tearing these movies apart um, what are you sending Jared to Jared usually gets set to uh, like some of the more sophomore kind of stuff like a Happy Madison production or something what are you sending him to tonight nothing oh the next thing the next thing I'm sending Jared to is we bought a zoo which isn't like sophomoric or anything like that. Yeah, I'm like that's, that's Matt Damon. It's like Matt Damon and a dead wife or something like that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like it, it's not like a sophomore comedy or anything, but it's got zoo in the title, so. <laughs> so torture, Jared. All right, we, we got to close this out. You can find me at twelve oh one beyond at gmail dot com, or I now have a weekly column called Sanity is Razor Thin at geekjuicemedia dot com. Where can you find Brad? Uh, thecinemasnob.com And Jared? Well, actually, since this is going to air the week from today, then go to YouTube and look for uh, Easy Baking with Nancy. Uh, it's the new uh, newest project um, produced by Foil Wrap Productions. Otherwise, you could also find me at foilwrapproductions.com or facebook.com slash Foils. All right, I'm going to say good night, and Brad's going to now go look for the trailer for Showgirls 2. Yep. <laughs> night. Good night. Stay a while, and I promise I won't keep you long.